Thank you for taking the time to listen to the sermon from Hope Church Toronto North. It is our prayer that through this, you are challenged by the Word of God, you are built up in love, and that you are drawn more to the person and work of Jesus Christ. We want to remind you, this is never meant to substitute God's good plan for you to be present in a local church under the care of qualified elders. If you do live in the North Toronto area and are looking for a local church, we invite you to join us at one of our Sunday morning gatherings. Our desire is that God would use this to encourage you with the hope we have in Jesus. Good morning, church. I want you to take your Bibles and go with me right away to Psalm 23. Psalm chapter 23. We are coming to the end very quickly of our series called Never Alone, Rediscovering the Power and Necessity of Life Together. And we've been looking from different angles at the beauty of the church of Jesus Christ and how we are to relate to one another in the church and getting a strong theological foundation and grounding about what this thing is called the church. The church is a distinct community in the world that's bound together, we've seen, by our mutual union in Jesus Christ. I just want to take us back a bit. We've been reminded that uh, Christians, as Christians, we all share a common life together. It's, it's beautiful. We've seen that as Christians, we are all individually members of one another. We are individually members of one body. That's so important. A good, strong theology for what the church is. We are a body. And as Christians, our, our fellowship we've seen must be marked by love for one another. Such a foundational command in scripture. Forgiveness we've seen as well. Serving one another and complete impartiality within the church. That's what must mark us. And We've been learning a lot about how we're called to relate to one another in the church. But if we're honest with ourselves, loved ones, it's been a hard season for many of us. It's been a challenging time for for many of us. This morning's message, loved ones, will come to us as, I pray, a bit of a breather and kind of like a, a time out. Uh, an opportunity for perspective, an opportunity to quiet all the voices around us so that we can hone in so intentionally to one voice, the voice of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Loved ones, sometimes we all just need to hear someone say to us, uh, I see you. I love you. Sometimes we just need to hear someone say to us, I'm taking care of you. And this morning, we're going to hear that from God and from his word. After all, the most foundational aspect of our common life together is the unifying presence of God in us and among us. Uh, We want to be reminded of this reality today in the midst of the confusion and chaos of our world today that God is with us 
and that God is taking care of us. So let's look together in our Bibles at Psalm 23. I'm going to read the whole Psalm, and we're going to actually take this Psalm in two parts. Part one today, Psalm 23. I'm going to read the whole thing. Let's look at it. The psalmist writes, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Such a beautiful portion of Scripture. Now, right away, I just want to give us the main theme, the main thrust, the main big idea of our message. It's on the screen for you. Here it is. Here's the main theme I want you to grasp. God is taking care of us. God is taking care of us. I don't know of a more reassuring word of truth for our times than this, that, that God is taking care of us. And I've just read probably one of the most famous psalms in the entire Bible. It's a psalm of comfort. It's a psalm of trust. It's a psalm that combines two amazing realities about our God and what those realities mean for us in the midst of the real and messy and painful and confusing moments of our lives. Anyone had any of those kind of moments in their lives lately? A messy moments, painful moments, confusing moments. Two realities about our God. Reality number one on the screen, our God is the Lord. We're just going to set ourselves up with some truth here from God's word. Our God is the Lord. Verse one, notice it. The Lord is my shepherd. We're getting set up here. Here, the psalmist David describes God by using his very personal name. Don't miss this. It was the name that was revealed to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. It's translated Yahweh. It means literally, I am who I am, Lord, capitalized. It, it communicates the eternality of our God. That our God is timeless. Just receive this this morning. It communicates the inexhaustible nature of our God. That we will never be able to fully describe or even grasp his perfection and his power and his glory. This name communicates the immutability of our God. That this God uh, never changes. That he is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. Reality number one being presented to us that forms the foundation of the entire psalm. Our God is the Lord. Reality number two on the screen. This God is our shepherd. That our God is the Lord, but this God is our shepherd. Look at verse one again. The Lord, this eternal, inexhaustible, immutable God, is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, in Israel and other ancient societies, a shepherd's work was considered to be among the lowliest. It was not a prestigious job. In fact, it was viewed as an unpleasant, tedious, and thankless task. Shepherds had to live with their sheep 24 hours a day. On the screen for you, Dr. James Boyce wrote this. He said, day and night, summer and winter, in fair weather and foul, they labor to nourish, guide, and protect the sheep. He writes, who in his right mind would choose to be a shepherd? Yet Jehovah has chosen to be our shepherd. The great God of the universe has stooped to take just such care of you and me. God is taking care of us. Now, Psalm 23, verse 1, gives us the foundation upon which everything else in the psalm is written. Listen, our God is the Lord, and this God is our shepherd. In other words, God is taking care of us. Maybe you need to stop and consider that. Maybe you feel overwhelmed, you feel burdened, you feel sorrowful, you feel confused. Uh, what we need to understand today is this a much needed word for my soul and I believe for us together. God is taking care of us. It means that global pandemics don't perplex him. It means that racial tensions don't confound him. It means that our weaknesses, our burdens, our sorrows our confusion, they're, they're not outside of his ability to enter into them, and they're not outside of his desire to enter into them. He is the Lord, and he is our shepherd. He is capable, loved ones, and he cares. Therefore, the psalmist says, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Other translations say, I shall not be in want or I shall lack nothing. The idea here is this, that because our God is the Lord, Yahweh. Because our God is our shepherd, therefore we will always be well nourished and well taken care of because this is what a shepherd does. He takes care of the sheep. 
And here's the main thrust of the message that I pray will land in our souls in an edifying way, in a comforting way, in a way that strengthens us today. Our God is the Lord, and he is our shepherd, and he is taking care of us. But how exactly? How exactly is the Lord taking care of us? I'm going to show you six things, six ways our God is taking care of us today. We're going to grab three of them today. And then in part two of the message, we're going to grab the last three. So ways that our God is taking care of us. There are six. We're going to tackle three. Number one, write this down. Uh, He gives me rest when I'm burdened. That's how he takes care of us. He gives me rest when I'm burdened. Some of you need that today. Notice verse two. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, Philip Keller, a pastor and former shepherd of sheep, wrote a book called A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. Listen to what he said. Listen carefully. He wrote, shepherds do not lie down easily. Excuse me. Sheep do not lie down easily. In fact, it's almost impossible for them to be made to lie down unless four requirements are met. Owing to their timidity, they refuse to lie down unless they are free from all fear. Because of their social behavior within a flock, sheep will not lie down unless they are free from friction with others of their kind. If tormented by flies or parasites, sheep will not lie down. Lastly, Sheep will not lie down as long as they feel in need of finding food. Fear, friction, flies, famine. Isn't it fascinating, loved ones, that the scriptures liken us to sheep? Isn't it fascinating that God himself is repeatedly likened to a shepherd? It's fascinating because the truth is that only the shepherd can free the sheep from their fears so that they can lie down. Only the shepherd can free the sheep from the friction they experience with one another by getting in between them and calming them down so they can lie down. It's fascinating because only the shepherd can dismiss the flies and the parasites and deal with those things when he identifies them so that the sheep can lie down. Isn't it fascinating that only the shepherd can ensure that the sheep are well fed so that the sheep can lie down? Fear, friction, flies, famine. 
It sounds like much of what keeps us awake at night, doesn't it? Unable to lie down, unable to rest. Maybe you feel that way lately. Do you know what we need today, loved ones? We who are fearful, experiencing the friction of social tensions, feeling swarmed by the flies of inconveniences, the burdens, the sorrows of life. Do you know what we need today? We who are particularly needy today, we need to trust in the shepherd because he loves us and he watches over us and only he can release us from the burdens that keep us unable to lie down. He wants you and me to lie down. He, the good shepherd, makes us lie down in green pastures beside the still waters. He takes care of us. He gives us rest when we're burdened. And I know there are people who need that today. God wants to give it to us. And only he can give it to us. Loved ones, sometimes our lives are so fast-paced that we get used to living in a chronic state of being burdened. We just get used to living burdened lives, don't we? Sometimes we allow ourselves to get accustomed to feeling chronically burdened. We, we get accustomed to not be able to lie down. We just get used to it. I don't sleep at night. That's just how it goes. I, I can't rest during the day. My soul is chronically anxious. We just allow ourselves to get used to being unable to lie down, unable to rest. Well, today, loved ones, God wants to help us to lie down. Yes, in the midst of global pandemic. Yes, in the midst of the uncertainty of how we're going to be reopening things and integrating back into society, into a new normal. In the midst of these racial tensions that are impacting so many people in our church and in our city and all around the world. Hard, hard things. How can we lie down? How can we rest? Only the good shepherd can give us rest. We're like the sheep who can't lie down when we're fearful, when we're feeling the friction of social tensions, when we're swarmed by the flies of inconvenience and the anxieties that we face, when we feel like we don't have what we need. Left ones, only Jesus Christ can solve for these things. And I'm so glad today that John 10 says that Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. He lays his life down for his sheep. He loves us. And he wants 
to take care of us. In fact, in this time and in this season, God is taking care of us. Let that rest in your heart. Six ways God is taking care of us. We're taking the first three today. Number one, he gives me rest when I'm burdened. Number two, write this down. He restores my soul when I fall. He restores my soul when I fall. Notice verse three, the psalmist says, he restores my soul. Keller talks about a situation that sheep sometimes find themselves in. A a heavy or long-fleeced sheep will lie down in a little dip in the ground. It, It may roll slightly to stretch or to relax, but because of its weight and the center of gravity, the sudden movement would roll them completely on their backs, and the sheep would be unable to get up And in that posture, the sheep would begin to panic frantically. Keller goes on to describe, in this position, gases would build up in the body, cutting off circulation to their legs. And if left in that position on their backs, the sheep would eventually die. Now, this is... Fascinating. Sheep are constantly in danger of getting themselves in these kinds of dangerous situations on their backs, unable to get upright. They, they fall off cliffs. They wander aimlessly away from their flock and away from their shepherd into a predator's territory. They slip into strong and running waters. Sheep are constantly getting themselves into positions that are dangerous for them. When stuck on its back, the only hope for the sheep is to be found by the shepherd. That's a fact. Only the shepherd could restore the sheep to an upright position of health and safety. When the sheep is in trouble... The state of their total helplessness is so clear. Loved ones, I think this is what David has in mind here. Aren't we all like this? Maybe you've stumbled and you've fallen. In this season of social isolation, Maybe you've said something or done something. You've slipped into a pattern of behavior that's cutting off the circulation of your spiritual vitality. Maybe you're watching this, you're listening to this, and you're on your back, so to speak, and you feel like, spiritually speaking, you're you're dying. You've fallen. You've failed. Who can restore you today? Who can restore your soul today? Loved ones, only the good shepherd. 
He wants to take care of you. He wants to restore you. Uh, do you have need of restoration today? Then on our backs, feeling like the spiritual vitality of our lives is, is been cut off by sinful patterns of behavior or whatever it is, distraction of some kind. There is one who wants to take care of us and there is one, no matter how far gone we are, can restore us. He, the psalmist says, restores my soul. Do you need restoration today? God is taking care of us. And, and what we need to do in this time is look up and seek the shepherd. And stop trying to find remedies on our own. Like the sheep, we're panicking frantically sometimes uh, on our backs, spiritually speaking, and only the shepherd can restore us to a right position. I'm so glad today that we have a good shepherd, a good shepherd who takes care of us. A good shepherd who wants to take care of you. A good shepherd, if you will look to him. A good shepherd who will restore your soul today. If there's sin in your life today, repentance. Repentance. And the good shepherd will restore you. If you feel confused or burdened or sorrowful, you feel like you're on your back, you're panicking frantically, uh, look up. Uh, the shepherd will restore you. Seek him. Ask him, call on him. He's not reluctant, but willing and the only one who can restore. He wants to restore us. He is taking care of us. How? He gives me rest when I'm burdened. He restores my soul when I fall. Thirdly, and finally, this for today. Six ways our God is taking care of us today. The first three, he gives me rest when I'm burdened. He restores my soul when I fall. Thirdly, and finally, for today, this. Write this down. He guides my path when I'm straying. He guides my path when I'm straying. Notice the second part of verse three. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now listen to what Dr. James Boyce wrote. He wrote this. No other class of livestock requires more careful handling than do sheep. In fact, Dr. Boyce says, they are probably the most stupid animals on earth. One aspect of their stupidity is seen in the fact that they so easily wander away. That's so interesting to me that of all the animals God could have compared us to, he chose sheep. And he chose sheep to convey, among other things, the utter folly of human beings in our wandering away so often and so aimlessly from all that is good for us. 
You wander away from the shepherd. It's not good to wander from the shepherd. It's foolish to wander from the shepherd. The shepherd is safety. The shepherd is protection. The shepherd is, is food for my stomach. The shepherd is all that I need as a sheep. But we wander so often. Isaiah 53 on the screen, verse 6, says that we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Just stop and consider that for a moment. We, we all wander away. The scripture says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Not some of us are like sheep and wander away. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him who, Jesus Christ, the iniquity of us all, the good shepherd, to bring us back, to bring us back to the place of safety. Loved ones, we all wander from the guidance of the word of God towards the guidance of the mainstream media. We're seeing a lot of that happen lately. We all wander from the counsel of God-fearing believers towards the misguided counsel of a secular worldview. We all do that. We all wander from the guidance of a prayer-saturated life towards the self-saturated pursuit of what seems best to us. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Maybe you're there today. You're confused about how to make sense of the things going on in the world. And so you've strayed away from the place that has the right answers. You've strayed away, away towards other things that will not give you the right answers. Maybe you're there today. But notice what our shepherd does, verse 3. He, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He, he takes care of us. How does he take care of us? He takes care of us by leading us. Where does he lead us? He does not lead us into confusing paths. He leads us into good paths, paths of righteousness. He doesn't lead us to paths that are going to destroy us. He leads us to what is right. Now listen, loved ones, there are a lot of paths in front of us today. In the society that we are living in, there are a lot of paths in front of us today, and, and we need to be careful. Be careful, loved ones, of who you're following today, because there are a lot of paths being presented to us today. Be careful, loved ones, of what ideologies you're embracing, because there are a lot of ideologies, there are a lot of paths in front of us today. Be careful, loved ones. Be careful, loved ones, of what you're endorsing today because there are a lot of things being presented to us as worthy of being endorsed. But for those who belong to Jesus Christ, be careful, but see 
see your inclination to stray. God wants to take care of us. God wants to help us. God wants to lead us in paths of righteousness. And if today, even right now, you'll look up to the shepherd, you'll acknowledge, even as the Spirit of God speaks to you, you'll acknowledge today that, man, I think I've been straying towards other things. I I think that the secular worldview has been shaping my worldview these days. I, I feel like I've been straying to other things more than I've been grounded and rooted in the word of the the shepherd. Then maybe the shepherd is saying to you today, I'm here. I'm here. Come, I want to lead you. I love you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to lead you in what is right. For all the children of God, for all of his sheep who belong to him, if you look up, you'll find a good shepherd, so good, who hasn't left you, but who will lead you in what is right. He'll lead you in paths of righteousness. He will lead us as a church in paths of righteousness. When was the last time you looked up and sought the path of the shepherd? Because he's here. He's willing. He's watching over. Perhaps in this message, he is coming after you right now. As you are straying towards a cliff, he's coming after you right now to bring you back to the place of safety, to the path of righteousness. He leads us in paths of righteousness. But I want you to notice the text again, verse 3. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Notice this, for his name's sake. Notice that he has a purpose for leading us in paths of righteousness. It is for his namesake. Notice that in this verse is is bound up everything that the world is running after. Uh, In this verse is our meaning, is our purpose. It's found here for his name's sake. We were created uh, by him and for him. And we find our joy and we find our fulfillment when we are serving his purposes. That's our calling. That's the purpose of our lives. And he calls us and he leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake for his glory, to lead us in our calling to glorify him, to honor his name, to accomplish his purpose in the world. Don't miss this, loved ones. Don't miss this in the midst of the world that we're living in. We have a purpose. The church of Jesus Christ has a purpose to walk in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake so that everything we say, so that everything we do, so that every cause that fills our hearts has to be the end game for his name's sake so that he's honored, so that he's glorified, so that he's worshiped, so that he's put on display, so that his beauty and his salvific purposes are made known to a dark and watching world all around me. This is my purpose right here in this verse. 
And he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, loved ones, I pray that in this message and even after this message is over, that if your mind is clouded with confusion, that the confusion is clearing up because God wants to lead us in paths of righteousness, in what is right, in what is clear. I pray that if you are watching this and you've been burdened or you've been tired, you've been sorrowful, you feel weak today, you could hear the voice of God say to you today, I see you and I love you and I am taking care of you. He loves us and he is taking care of us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, how I pray that this would be the clarity of our hearts today and that you would receive the care of our shepherd right now. Let's pray together. Oh God, I ask that you, the good shepherd, would minister to us. Lead us, oh God, in these paths of righteousness. Help us to know and experience and to live out our purpose in this world. That we walk through paths of righteousness, what is right and good and pleasing to you, for your name's sake. That a watching world would look at our church and see people walking in paths of righteousness and see a glorious purpose and a glorious God and a beautiful shepherd who's taking care of us and who will take care of them as well if they would put their faith and trust in you. I thank you, God, that you're taking care of us and you have never left us and you will not leave us. Let that truth sink in. Let that truth take root. Let that truth bless our hearts right now. I pray in Jesus' name we pray. For more resources or information about Hope Church, visit HopeTorontoNorth.com.